The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. Now as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. So good to be back here with you once again. Now, this, um, this story of Jesus in, uh, in the home of Martha and Mary, it immediately follows in the Gospel of Luke, right after the, uh, the passage um, that we heard last Sunday. And um, both of these passages are only found in Luke, as a matter of fact. And as you recall last week, this lawyer, he was testing Jesus and he was asking him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus asked him, he said, well, what is uh, written in the law? And so this lawyer gives him this answer, a, a very good answer. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your strength and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Then after that, Jesus tells this parable of the, uh, of the Good Samaritan, which illustrates who our neighbors really are. By our standards today, Mary would be considered a marginalized person in her society because she is a woman. And the Samaritan was also marginalized by the, by the Jews as well, because Samaritans were of mixed blood made up of Israelites and people from other nationalities who settled in that northern kingdom after the Assyrians uh, destroyed it. The Jewish people considered them inferior in part because of this, because of their mixed heritage. And we find in both gospel readings that Mary and the Samaritan, they both do exactly opposite of what's expected of them. As a woman, Mary would be expected to, uh, like Martha, to prepare hospitality for the guests who were in their home. And the guests, the men, on the other hand, would gather in the other, one of the other rooms and they would maybe discuss uh, with Jesus. He might discuss uh, scripture with his disciples or what was going on around them at that particular time. And just as the Samaritan would not be a model for neighborliness to the Jewish people, so it would be very strange for a woman to sit with the men as a disciple and sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to the master. Both stories show how a disciple is to 
fulfill that dual command, love God and neighbor. Of course, Mary exemplifies loving God, and the Samaritan exemplifies loving his neighbor. And these are two essentials of proper worship of God and also service of those around us. By using the examples of a Samaritan and a woman, Jesus is definitely making a statement. Social codes were very strict at that time. And, um, but we've seen over the last two weeks that in order to love God and love their neighbor, it, it required them to break some of these rules. The kingdom of God it has no distinctions and no boundaries between its members. It requires times for listening and learning at the feet of our Lord, and it also um, has times for seeing and doing what is necessary. And so I wonder, what are some of the social codes or attitudes that we have today that we would have to break in order to love God and our neighbors more effectively? Now, Martha, she tends to fall into a, an either-or kind of attitude. And do, do we find this attitude around us today? Either prayer or action. Either hum, human or spiritual. Either you're a saint or a sinner. And in reality, though, it's a little bit of both in our particular faith, isn't it? Yes, we're called to be saints, but Aren't saints just sinners who try really hard to get it right over and over and over again? The human and the spiritual, they're not exclusive to each other. They are bound together. And to be spiritual means really to be truly human. Prayer and action are not separated. As the Catechism of the Church tells us, we pray as we live because we live as we pray. And so prayer and action, they are tied intimately together and they depend on one another. You can't have one without the other. But again, things are not really that simple in our gospel. Of course, when Jesus involved, is involved, things end up kind of getting turned upside down and sideways and twisted this way and people start thinking all kinds of strange things and that's part of what he does is he makes us think. And so in our parable last week, the fact that Jesus is choosing a Samaritan to be the hero to his Jewish listeners would make it very hard for them to accept that. And as soon as he enters the house of Martha and Mary, things start turning upside down. Mary finds herself drawn to sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening with the other disciples. And Mary is distracted in her work and wondering why Mary isn't helping her. Now, I'm sure Martha had no idea how much her life would change when she invited Jesus to be a part of it. And isn't that so true with all of us? He challenges us, and she is challenged in everything that she does, in everything that she thinks, and in everything that she believes. And she is challenged to see all of these things in a different light with different eyes. Mary, on the other hand, embraces this reality and sits at the feet of the one who is changing everything, the one who brings meaning and purpose to all of our lives, the one who brings peace and comfort. 
She is instinctively drawn to this Jesus who is sitting, imagine, sitting right in front of her. And so there is this tension, you know, this tension between listening and doing and action and contemplation. We are challenged to really think about that, this tension, and what it means in our lives today. How do we balance that tension, you know, between action and prayer and listening to the Lord? We all know how distracting life is these days. We're constantly distracted in our professions, in our studies at school, and in our relationships as well. We're distracted just as Martha was. The root meaning of the word distracted is a separation or a dragging apart of something that should be whole. So it means fragmented or disconnected, torn apart. That is exactly how Jesus finds Martha in this state of fragmentation, a condition that doesn't allow her to enjoy his company or to take pleasure in serving those in her home. And it's prevented her from both giving, giving love and receiving it. And so I wonder, how are we fragmented in our lives today? How does our busyness, first of all, affect our relationships? Are we still able to sit and be present to those who need us without our minds wandering off, you know, to the next thing we're going to say or to some other thing that's coming up? Do we use our activity to avoid intimacy with God and those around us? Is our worrying keeping us from being fully alive? And do we seek out those whom no one else wants to help? Do we really long to sit at the feet of Jesus where Mary sat? Do we long to take delight in his presence in our lives? And do we longer just to surrender our burdens, our heavy burdens, and just take a breath and let Jesus care for us? Well, as Jesus has told us, there is need of only one thing. May we choose that one thing as Mary did and find the peace that we all long for.